I'm Sean Crawford, host of Varsity House Podcast, and we're back here at LSU with my favorite guy, Coach Kelly. Um, the weather is beautiful. You know, down in November, you don't really, you know, get this weather up where we're from in the Midwest. But um, again, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you coming on again. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, you know, anytime you get a, a second offer to be on the Varsity House, you must be doing something right. Yeah, you're the first, the first uh, reappearance. So. Uh, obviously, your episode did really well. The fan base, you know, loved it. And I gained some, you know, LSU Tiger fan base. And so uh, I feel like I had to come down, especially, you know, with the rest of the season um, ahead and Alabama ahead and then also just the season that you've had so far, you know. So I feel like it was perfect timing right. to come back and, you know, have a conversation. But obviously, in recent news, the donation to the um, sports medicine program, kind of yeah. talk about that and just, you know, how important that is to, the players. Yeah. So for me, it's always been about um, how do you create an environment for, you know, the the best, um, you know, human performance or, you know, high performance training for your players. And, you know, it was nutrition. Uh, certainly, you know, we've got one of the best uh, campus on campus dining uh, opportunities for our players, but our training room was inadequate. And, and so, um, having a great training staff is one thing, but they have to have the facilities, and right. we didn't have them here. So uh, the donation was really about um, getting that facility built. We're going to break ground at the end of the season, and we'll have one of the best um, athletic training facilities in the country for our players. Mm -hmm. Especially for me, like, I, they probably don't, LSU fan base probably don't know my history, but... <laughs> With my the time I spent in the sports medicine room, I'm Everybody sure. Knew you. Yeah. <laughs> you had your own training table. I'm sure. I'm sure. That, I'm sure the players are gonna you know love it, and also the trainers are gonna love it as well. But eight games into the season so far, three quarters of the way through, um, is this what you expected? You know, from from the transition. You know, Sean, I've never, and you know me, I, outcomes are not what I'm really about in terms of wins and losses. It's about you know getting the process and getting the guys into what we consider the kind of standards uh, that they need to have every day. Um, I think we're, we're moving along in that direction where they, look, I know the system, like you know the system in the process. Uh, they didn't. So I'm really proud of what they've done and accomplished to this point to, to do the little things the right way. And so I just think that we're right in the middle of that process, and I didn't know how many games we'd win or lose at this point. I just like the fact that they've been committed to the process, and I'm proud of them. That's interesting because, like, you talk about the process, and as a player, the process is like, you know, bull. <laughs> yeah, you don't but, yeah, it. right? But, like, when you leave, and I, I say this because I was talking to a player who transferred from Notre Dame, and he's at a different program now, and he was mentioning how – how things were ran at Notre Dame to where how it's ran where he is now and it's completely different to where the commitment is different, the accountability is different, it's not there. And just like when he's talking about just going into the game, it's like you had confidence in that you were going to win the game. You know, no matter who we played, right. we had confidence in, in the coaches, we had confidence in the game plan, but also in ourselves. And so hearing him speak about that kind of, you know, spoke volume to me because like while we're in it, it's just like, Oh, this is something else we got to do. This is another meeting we got to go to or things like that. But being able to like hear it from him is just like, okay, like this actually makes sense. But then also to see you implement that year one and have the success, I guess, I guess the process is, you know, a good one. Yeah. And so I think you're, but you're right. You know, you, you want to, you want to build it so you don't know it's happening, but when you come in the doors, 
there's a consistency. So every day when you came to the Goog, you knew what to expect. Right. There weren't a lot of curveballs. You didn't necessarily like everything, but you knew what to expect every single day. And that's what we're building here, that it's a consistent approach. Every single day they know what they're going to get, and that builds habits, and that builds a way to think about what they're doing every day. And, and that's essentially, in a nutshell, that's our process. And I think they probably won't realize it now, but after they leave here, um, one of the biggest things I saw Baylor's recently, and I was like, the biggest transition for me was structure. And like you mentioned, you know, when you come into the building, it's consistency and everything. But like real world, some things are consistent, but then you kind of you got you got to work on being accountable. You got to be smart. You got to have good habits and things like that. And that carries over into the real world. So I think like outside of football and that also why guys I think we do well in the NFL when when your players leave they do well in the NFL because they have that foundation no doubt transferable habits right Mm -hmm. so you can take those with you it just in what you're doing Mm -hmm. you're here on time you know you said hey I'm going to be here you show up you know because you have those transferable you know skills that were um, part of what you did on a day-to-day basis and so you know, my job is to, to get those skills built into you so when you leave the program, um, you can apply them to your everyday life, whether you're, you know, a successful businessman, husband, father, whatever you do, you're going to have those skills. Now, talking about consistency a little bit, obviously you ran out the Notre Dame Tunnel for so many years and you kind of knew what to expect, but your first game here, you know, running out, Obviously, the first game was at uh, Aaron New in New Orleans, but your first game like at Tiger Stadium, was there anything that like bench control didn't pre- prepare you for? Um, no, I think you know when you're at a place like Notre Dame, you you get the the enormity of it, and and certainly at LSU you you, you have that as well. So I think I was well prepared for it. There's little nuances that are different, you know. Um, that you don't have here that you had it at uh, Notre Dame. Right. Um, but, you know, it's loud. Uh, there's a raucous environment. Um, it, there, there's just little differences. Um, but the college game day is amazing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you, I, to me, what I've learned to just take it in right. and enjoy it and make sure that the guys are well prepared. So when Saturday, let them go play. Mm-hmm. Now, the SEC, obviously, that's different. Um, is it as challenging or as, you know, hard as a lot of the media or people say? You know, I think the skill level um, in a lot of areas, um, there's similarities. I think where, where there's a bit of a, a difference is on probably the defensive line. Okay. Each and every week you're being challenged by uh, incredible pass rushers, um, every team you play. And then on the perimeter, um, the wide receivers each right. and every week, um, you're going up against big time playmakers. So I think there's a little bit of a difference there, but you know, we played great teams, right? right. USC and Clemson, you know, really good, um, you know, big 10 teams. So, um, again, there, there's a little bit of a difference. I think what you see here is that week in and week out, we had four straight SEC opponents. Uh, that, that's pretty tough, uh, going, going against SEC week in and week out. Mm-hmm. And that kind of brings me to, you know, you guys have some freshman standouts on the offensive line and also defensive, like you just mentioned, uh, Will Campbell and then um, Harold Perkins. Perkins, So kind of just, you know, talk about what they've been, what they meant to the program and just their, you know, adaption to their freshman year. Well, it's similar to, you know, when we were together, 
you know, you would see freshmen come up, right? And you knew if they were ready, if they could handle it mentally, right? Physically, a lot of these guys came in and, and they had physical ability, but, right. you know, they get a ball thrown over their head and they, you know, you lose them for 10 plays or they'd miss a tackle or they drop a ball. You wouldn't see them for two or three plays. These guys can handle it mentally. Harold Perkins, you can send him out there, and he can forget the next play. He can focus and then refocus on the next play. He has all the skills, obviously, but it's the mental ability for him to go out and compete. Same thing with a Will Campbell, uh, Emery Jones, who's another freshman that's starting at right tackle. So we've got two true freshmen starting at right and left tackle and Harold Perkins. Um, Mason Taylor is another true freshman starting at tight end. Um, you know, that's four true freshmen playing in the SEC. Right. You have to have a mental capacity to handle that as well. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, you know, get into the season to where um, obviously the season's been great. I've been following it. This is the first time, like, I usually watch the big games uh, of, like, uh, LSU, but now I'm like, I got to – it's per- it's been perfect so far because Notre Dame and LSU haven't really played at the, played same, at the same time. time yeah. So I've been able to watch both, and um, I also love, like, the CBS guys, the SEC guys. Um, but I watched the – we're talking about the Tennessee game for a bit. Obviously a huge game, um, and, you know, things started off rocky from the, yeah, from the start. No doubt. So kind of just, you know, talk about, like, things that you might have learned from that game because that was probably – or it was, like, the big, you know, our first loss in the stadium, sure. you know, in front of your fan base. So kind of just talk about that game and what you've learned from it. I think, I think our guys learned about, um, you know, preparation has to be so much more intentional. And, and you know, it's not just – hey, let's check the box on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday preparation. Let's be more intentional, more purposeful in our, our preparation. Because if you're sloppy at all against really good teams, you're right. going to get exposed. And as you mentioned, our start is we gave them 10 points before, you know, exactly. the 15, uh, the 12 minute mark. So you, you start spotting teams because of your own mistakes. You're going to get beat. And, and, and then it just kind of got away from us. So I think we went back and we looked at, all right, how did we prepare ourselves? And I thought our guys went back and prepared differently, uh, much more intentional. They were much more focused in practice. And, and we saw that carry over to the Florida game the next week where they played so much better. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that happened twice, obviously, after the Florida State game. That was a roller coaster in itself of, for a fan, a fun one to watch. And, and then also they responded very well the next week. And then also the Tennessee, like you just mentioned, they responded well against Florida. Um, what's, does, that, does that go into like the process and everything that you talk about? See, I think the first game was more about not having the continuity of, you know, with players playing together. Um, and you know this as a safety. You know, we had some guys back there that, that didn't communicate with each other ever before. We had some transfers. So we had some missed coverage assignments. We had some things that were kind of the newness of playing together. You know, when we kind of got that figured out in the second half, we played really well, but it was just a little too late and we made a silly mistake on an extra point or, you know, maybe things are different. I think the rest of the season now it's been about um, them understanding preparation and how to prepare the right way. And then when you get to the game, flipping that preparation to performance. And, and I think they're getting better at it each and every week, and I think we've seen that the last couple of weeks. And now you guys have been rolling, you know, the past two weeks, 45 points in each game. Uh, I think Jaden is playing very yeah. well at quarterback. Did you, do you think the bye week, you know, might have, you know, slowed the momentum down a little bit? You know, I think you can look at it one of two ways. One, you want to keep playing and keep going, 
Or two, let's use this as kind of an active recovery and a reset, you know, mentally and physically. They know where they're at and they know what they need to do to be really good. I think it's a good way to kind of step back a little bit and say, okay, we got one month left in the season. Here's what we need to do to really be the best version of ourselves. So, I mean, I think it's all about the way you think about it. Um, They could use a little time, and they have, but they're going to reset the right way, and I think we'll come back Monday and be ready to go. Now, uh, when we played in the uh, conference, ACC, for that for the COVID year, we played in it for one year. And um, my thoughts on it or my reactions was like whenever we watched film, it kind of it, it was it was a little easier because it was repetitive. We got to see the yes. same teams. We got to, you know, watch the same type of or formations and things like that. And so obviously this is your first time in a conference again. Um, how's that, uh, how's that approach been for you? And like, has it been any different or has it like even helped you as a coach? And I I think it's better, you know, for me, because Mm -hmm. you become more familiar with the teams. You get to see a consistency with them. As you remember at Notre Dame, you know, each and every week you'd have a new team. We throw away Uh, film. Yeah. You you wouldn't be like, I I don't even know. Let's not watch that. And of course we had the, the academies too, which is even more difficult because then you have that the late in the season. You're like, all right, that's a whole different week of preparation but no I think being in a conference you get a lot more familiar with the teams and the players that are here they've already played these teams so they know what they're about Mm -hmm. and they know what the matchups are and they have a history with them and so like this team played at Alabama last year lost 20 to 14 had a great chance to beat them so you know it's not it's not like we have to talk them into beating Alabama. They believe right. that they can. So now it's about executing and playing well. So I think that helps when you're in a conference. Mm-hmm. That gets me into the atmospheres too because we've played in, a, I want to say, a couple SEC atmospheres. Yep. And one of my favorite ones that we played in was Georgia. No doubt. And just – and for coming from, you know, Notre Dame, it was like it – was, it was surprising. It was yeah. eye-shocking. And so now even, you know, the atmospheres you play in, I'm sure LSU is crazy. And then also the Florida one, which was uh, very exciting. Obviously, there was a trending video of you singing. Uh, won't Tom back, Pe- yeah, Tom yeah, Petty. Yeah. yeah, won't back down. And so I thought that was amazing. But even just that atmosphere, um, kind of, you know, talk about that and just, you know, the difference in, you know, wherever you go is, is going to be a show. Well, if you remember when we played at Virginia Tech, they play that Enter Sandman mm-hmm. song. And we kept playing it all week because we wanted our guys to be ready to hear that. And when they played it, it became our song. Well, I wanted to do the same thing with the Tom Petty song because they were going to play it in the fourth quarter. So we kept playing it, kept playing it. I said, by the way, when we get to the fourth quarter, if we're playing really well, we should start singing the song, too, because, you know, it's not going to be that loud in the stadium. So it was much more mental than it was anything else is that let's get familiar with this because you're going to hear it and um, let's do something about it. So it had a similar effect of it. I wasn't trying to show anybody up. It was more about our team kind of taking over the environment more so than letting them take it from us. And so that was um, I thought it worked well and um, our guys were comfortable and it didn't intimidate them. Mm -hmm. And now obviously we're approaching we're approaching November and we all know that's, you know, that's where uh, great programs are made, you know. And so you obviously started off with Alabama. And so but the biggest difference I want to say is the weather, you know, you know, being down here, obviously coming from the Midwest, the weather and coming, being able to practice outside, yeah. I'm sure is a huge difference. So kind of just, you know, talk about that. Maybe obviously we talked about it last time and how it was you know, going to be beneficial to, you know, you, but also the guys as well. But 
So kind of just, you know, talk about November, your preparation for November, but also, you know, being able to enjoy it a little bit with the sunshine. Yeah, Sean, I think November is really about how you train your team beginning in January, right? I mean, you know, so many teams are at this pace of, you know, more work is better. I'm a big believer that you pace your team out through the entire 365 days. So when you get to November, you're not tired. And so, as you know, we keep an eye on that through GPS. Uh, We want to make sure that our guys um, are using their aura ring so we know what their HRV is, so they're recovering. I think November is a time where if you're smart and you're taking care of your football team and you're practicing right, you can get an edge um, over your opponent because they're, they're beat down a little bit and they're tired. So we're hoping that we've been really smart and, and intentional in the way we've trained our team, that not only do we get outside and practice outside in great weather, but that we're you know, ready to peak in, in November. And I think the really good teams, as you mentioned, begin to play better and better in November because they've taken care of their team throughout the entire year. So I kind of have to ask this question. It's, it's the bye week. You'll have some time off. I'm sure you'll kick your feet up, you know, <laughs> sip on whatever you like to sip on. But uh, obviously Notre Dame plays this week and they have a big game. But So have you been able to, like, check them out at all this year? I haven't been able to. I obviously, seeing that they've had some, um, you know, they had a nice win last week. Um, but I know they had a couple of tough ones. But, um, you know, look, I, I love those kids, you know, because I, I've recruited most of them. And, and uh, I, I win with them and I lose with them and, and feel it. So, um, you know, I know they, they are not where they want to be. Um, but but they, they overcome adversity. Those are, those are tough kids and they'll right. bounce back. And they got Syracuse this weekend. They're, it looks like they're having a great season. Um, but again, they, they're built for this. You know, they're built for adversity, and, and I'm sure they're going to come out on time. Mm. And now, you know, obviously Marcus Freeman's first time being a head coach. Do you have any, like, words, um, you know, that maybe someone or a mentor may have told you or anything as your first time, but that you may want to share or, you know, give, shine light to? You know, I, I like Marcus. I, I worked with Marcus. I hired him. I think he's an extremely bright and intelligent coach. You know, being a, a first-time head coach, uh, is difficult. Being a first-time head coach at Notre Dame is really difficult because there's so many moving right. pieces. He, he seems to have learned so much during the season. Uh, I think he just continues to rely on the people around him. Um, his instincts are good. Um, looks like he's got his team playing much better. And, um, you know, rely on his gut instincts because he's pretty smart. Uh, and, and I think he'll get his football team playing well. And now it's also for me, it's, it's fun because I get to see or here I get to see Coach Jake on the sideline. I see uh, Dr. Selking on the side. I get to see all the familiar Ryan back there. So I get to see all the familiar faces to where it's like now I get to when you talk about you win and lose with them. I feel like I win and lose with you guys now. Well, you got, you know? you, you got a couple of teams that, that you can. All right. If one team did well, you can turn yeah, the TV and on and see if the other one yeah, did well. And then I then I get disappointed on Sunday with the Browns. And so uh, well. it's, it's, it's some some weekends are pretty tough. But you guys you guys have kept it, uh, you know, pretty good. For well, me. you had the Indians there for a while. If you like baseball. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were doing well. Off. They were doing they well. They were doing okay, too. Um, but now, you know, Bama, Alabama week is here. Um, has the energy, and you mentioned, you know, last, last year's game. So, obviously, the, the confidence in the players is there. The confidence within the, yep. the building is there. Have you felt the energy around campus and around town yet? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is a... 
Alabama, you know, they don't even put the large A on anything around here. It's a small A for Alabama. And, you know, there's obviously a huge sense of this game around town already. People are talking about it. And, you know, you can tell by what the price is for a ticket to get into the stadium. Um, It's going to be exciting. And that's why I came to the SEC. I want to be involved in these kinds of games. And, you know, it still it still has to run through through Alabama. You know, they're they're the team to beat, and right. so um, this is exactly why I wanted to take this this job and and prepare a football team to play Alabama. And um, the nice part about it is we get to November, and the game means something. So right. that that's a good mm-hmm. thing. I remember last time I last time I was here, I wore like a pinkish red shirt. And kind of gotten, you know, kind of got some stuff for it. I had no idea that that was a rule about it. Kind of Alabama-ish. I think they gave you a pass. They gave me a pass as a first-timer, and I think I knew the right person, so they let me in. They let me in the door. And so um, is this your third time playing, Nick Saban? This will be one, two, three. Yes, this will be the third Uh, time. So the previous two times was one was a national championship and then one was a playoff game. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously not the same magnitude, but – you know, obviously, it still means the same to the program sure. that a win does. Um, how t- talk about the approach to it? You know, it's not it's not that same magnitude of a game, but talk mm-hmm. about the approach to where this is going to be something that's reoccurring. You know, regular yeah. season. Um, so just kind of just you know, t- uh, put, touch on like the magnitude of it. Well, I, again, I think you know whoever has this has a has a stranglehold on the SEC West. You know, to to play for the SEC championship. So the magnitude of the game is is pretty large for both teams. Mm-hmm. So they have as much uh, on this game as we do. Uh, and I, I think you go into a game like that where they're on the road, uh, even though they're you know uh, a, a big favorite. Um, where, you know, they've got as much um, in this game as we do. So prepare the way we have. Um, and and I, I think, like I said, our guys have taken kind of this as a reset this week. And, and they'll, they'll put in the time. And then they got to go make some plays against mm-hmm. a really good football team. Mm-hmm. And then also I think you guys are, you know, rolling at the right time. And talk about Jaden Daniels from his, his development from week one to where he is now. Um, I mentioned, you know, 45 points the past two games and receivers are coming along. I like neighbors. Um, I think he's, you know, he's been balling since, you know, the first game as well. Kind of just talk about the development and just the role that you've played just in his development so far this season. Well, you know, he's got 11 touchdowns in the last two weeks, and a lot of it is his assertiveness. And, and I think that comes from just the knowledge of the offense. He, John, he didn't know it very well. I mean, this was a a huge departure from what he was used to doing offensively. They were much more of a direct snap pro-style offense. Shotgun, um, no back, uh, progression read. It was a big departure, but that's why he came here. He wanted to learn, you know, this type of offense. So uh, it just took him some time to learn it. And now that he's got a better sense of it, um, he's off and running. Mm-hmm. And now on the defensive side of the ball, I, we mentioned this uh, pre-show, but one of my favorite players is Greg Brooks. Yeah. Um, transferred in so kind of just you know talk about his development as well and like how how he's meant to the secondary and also the rest of the defense absolutely he he's uh first of all he's ferocious out there i mean he plays a lot like you i mean he's physical he's smart you know you remember the 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 strip that you had at michigan state Mm -hmm. where where we get the huge play um he had one against auburn where he steps in takes the football from receiver at the end of the game he's got a lot of your traits and and look you (laughs) I mean, you can't coach some of that stuff. 
stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That just comes from just being a smart player. And, and we, we have a guy with a high IQ back there who throws himself around, is, is physical, um, and, and we, get, we get the kind of play that you know, you're looking for in the back end of your defense with mm-hmm. him. I was talking to Ryan a little bit before this, and um, we talked about the recruiting season and even in season, you know, because where at Notre Dame, you kind of had to make a you kind of had to make a trip out of it. You know, you had to go out of your way to maybe go and visit and things like that. But here, you know, there's so much talent just within the state and just in neighboring states as well. Kind of just talk about um, the recruiting trips and things like that that has been going on in season. Well, you know, we try to get out on, on Thursday, excuse me, Friday nights because we're so local. So most of the coaches will try, as long as it's close by, we'll get out even when we're at home to see guys play. And the entire staff is out on the road right now because we don't have to go quite as far as you mentioned. We're a little bit further out right now in 23-24, but uh, again, it's not like it was when we were at Notre Dame where we had to fly all over the country. It's it's much more regional. Mm-hmm. And now, so... Obviously, at the end of the season, or not at the end of the season, but you've played in some games and, you know, towards the end of the season. What's been your, your take on the fan base so far? Terrific. You know, really, I think what I like about it the most is uh, it's a fan base that is educated in the sense that they know football. Um, they're going to tell you what, what they feel like any other fan base, you know, good or bad. Right. Um, but I think they know that we're developing our football team and that this is not a finished product. And so what they want is a team that fights. Mm-hmm. And from day one, this team has fought. Even if they haven't played well, they have fought for four quarters. And I think uh, as Louisiana residents, um, they want to see their football team fight for four quarters. Mm-hmm. They want them to win, no doubt. Yeah. But if it fights hard and plays hard for four quarters as it's developing, um, you know, they're, they're going to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. They, cher- they love the wins, obviously, you know, even last week, uh, rushing the field. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of unusual. I, I didn't expect that to happen. Um, but I guess if they're rushing the field, good things are happening for you. Yeah. I remember the only time that we got to experience the rush the field was the Clemson win. Yes. And for us, it was like, it, first of all, it was the COVID year, so it was very unexpected, but it was... For as a player, I feel like that experience is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously you don't get it often, and I think um, hopefully you guys could, you know, make it happen again this next week. You know, I, I don't want to put any you know pressure on anybody to pay you know fines, but uh, I guess again, if if they're rushing the field, good things are happening. Yeah, and so also good things are happening for you. I know we we we, uh, we saw you got a little bonus. You know. Yeah, you know I don't know how that happened. I guess I guess. Uh, you know, they're, they're paying me back for uh, just doing my job. Um, yeah. But, you know, I guess it's, you know, one of those things that, that happens when you, uh, when you have uh, good representation. Exactly. <laughs> and so I think, uh, I think that's, that's all I have for you. Good. I mean, it was, it was a, a great conversation. I had, you know, obviously amazing trip down here is always fun. But I also can't believe, I, I, before, I, last time I came, I mentioned that the only game I wanted to go to, because I knew you guys would be good, was this Alabama game. And so um, I think I think we're in a position. I didn't jump on the bandwagon. I was I was here from the start. So I think we can make that happen. That's, that's not an issue. Uh, yeah, I think I think that'll I think that'll be good. You got it, but so I appreciate you coming on again. And so. uh, we're in the Tyron Matthew Player Lounge. It's amazing. So definitely want to give a shout out to him and you know everything he's done for the program and so i can't wait to you know watch you this next weekend and you know see the process 
uh, on the field. And so appreciate it again. I'm Sean Crawford, host of Varsity House Podcast, and Coach Kelly, um, head football coach at LSU. Thank you. Thank you.